0: Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. It's Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is sponsored by Milk by Mom. With innovative freeze drying technology, you can store and transport breast milk effortlessly without compromising its nutritional value. And today's episode is also sponsored by Similary Breast Pumps. From ultra tiny pumps as small as a sticky note to fully adjustable pumps with 85 setting combinations. You're in control of your pumping journey. And we will hear more from our sponsors a little later. But you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page. If you ever need anything, see if you can give any of them your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address and we'll send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And we're on Patreon. If you listen every week, you know exactly what I'm going to say, don't you? Because I say the same thing (laughs) at the beginning. (laughs) We're on Patreon, and we actually just had our uh, January Zoom hangout where we hung out with some of our patrons, and it was really fun. It is fun. I like to be It is, yeah. And people just hang out with their babies, and we talk to them, and we talk about parenting, or we talk about whatever Whatever. Whatever the conversation yeah. brings us, we talk about it. It's either, you know, some people have issues. Some people just want to vent. Some people, I can't remember what we talked about yesterday. I feel like we had a conversation. At least one of the many conversations we had was about something that was completely unrelated to parenting. Yeah. But then we talked about attachment parenting, too, and how hard that is. isn't. And- Uh, What a bad rap it gets. Anyway, you're going to want to join us because we have ad-free episodes over there. We have mini-podcasts from Diane and I each. Uh, We have all kinds of things going on in there, like uh, Revolution Parenting. Oh, yeah, the Revolution Parenting episodes and the weekly wellness check where people check in and just say how they're doing and give us little updates and get advice from each other, and it's really nice. So head to the link at the top of the show notes under this episode, wherever you're listening from, or at podcast.com. And we are still hosting our ongoing giveaway for people who leave reviews around the internet. And just take a screenshot of the stars of the review, whatever it is, you um, can do whatever your app that you listen on allows. If you're on iTunes, that's really helpful because that's the popular one, but any of them are good. Send a screenshot to podcast at gmail.com and we'll send you a bag, a goodie bag of stickers and thank you for nursing in public cards. And uh, we'll also include your email or your address, your mailing address in your email. And uh, we'll send those to you. And now Diane has our review of the week.
1: Yes, it just found this pod while at work, pumping, looking for more info on just being a new mom and breastfeeding. My favorite by far. I love hearing other mama's experiences and my feelings being validated by not only the host but also listeners. Keep up the great work, ladies. I love learning with you. You know, there's been a couple lately that have said that they really enjoy being able to hear about the experiences from other moms. Maybe we should do another episode on that. I know we've done that in the past of like, you know, Experiences and things that people are going through, or whatever. Like what we get from the internet.
0: Yeah, we like ask, what we get we from the ask internet. Facebook and Instagram questions, and people will comment or email those in. Yeah.
1: So sometimes yeah. those are really fun. And it is nice to be validated, right? It's nice to feel like you're not the only one going through what you're going through.
0: Yeah. It's true because you do feel like you're the only one going through it because nobody's really talking about this stuff. No. And they just tell Especially- you, like, well, you should just wean, or you should just put them in a crib, or you should just give formula, or you should just. There's no real answers. No.
1: But if you're sitting alone at work pumping, I mean, God, how like solitary is that? Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's true especially if you're like the only, I know you hear sometimes about people who work in these environments where there's a pumping room and there's always, there's like people in there all the time. And that sounds like a dream come true, but I feel like that can't be the norm. Like the norm has to be like, you're the only one.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: And they're either like very accommodating and they let you have this room or, you know, they, you know, work things out with you, but you're still the only one. Or you're getting side eyed and harassed or, or, given a hard time.
1: That's so hard. It does. So thank you for finding us and for listening, for sending in that review. And today we're going to talk about preventing mastitis because no one wants that, right? Right.
0: And everyone Mm. is at risk for it. If you're nursing. You're right. I never really thought about it like that, but that's very true. It's a thing that can, yeah, it can happen. Right. It It doesn't have to, I guess. But then if it does happen, no. don't feel like you did something wrong because right, again, yeah. This is something that happens sometimes. Sometimes it's out of your control. Yeah. Um did you ever have it? I never had mastitis. No. So you don't have to get it.
1: Yeah. It's not yeah. a guarantee no, you that don't you're going to get it just because you're breastfeeding. Yeah. I had it with Nathan, but not with the twins. So that was lucky.
0: I, you know, one time I was sitting on the couch, I was, I was nursing Jack at the time. Jack was a baby and I was pumping or I don't know what I was doing mm. <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> um, and, it was like, you know, a new baby, uh, my first, I was just, I remember sitting on the couch. I don't know what I was doing. And I was just like nursing him or or finishing pumping or something. And I had this, like, just this huge wave came over me of, like, like, the flu just hit me. Like, a fever, and, like, I just laid down and was like, oh, my God, what is this? And then, like, it, like, passed quickly, like, within hours. And Hmm, I was like, I I don't know what that was. I know. And then you you hear about mastitis having sometimes flu-like symptoms, and I was like, well... Maybe it was the fastest case of mastitis. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I don't know what it was, but it was strange and I always think about that. That is weird though. Yeah. It could have just been my body that, like body. Oh, sometimes like what those a little bit of yeah, Yeah, can like, Yeah. Can really
1: wreak havoc on you.
0: yeah, a little bit of a on on of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a help people just know what's going on isn't that the truth
1: so true so true but so preventing mastitis now what mastitis is is like Abby said you can get like flu-like symptoms and stuff but what it is is breast inflammation that can become an infection just because you're starting to have symptoms of like a plugged milk duct or like a hot swollen breast that doesn't mean you have an infection yet that just means you've got and there's two kinds of mastitis there's um infectious and inflammation so the inflammation is usually what happens that's usually what we get because you don't get an infection like with the snap of a finger infection to take a little bit longer to set in so what you're get what you're feeling is probably more of like the inflammation piece of it, which still is not fun, but you know it's probably not an infection until you get to the point where you've got a fever, which doesn't happen usually. I mean you usually don't wake up with it like that. it's usually mm-hmm. more of infectious yeah or of inflammation, sorry, I'm getting my own words screwed up. So you might have like a painful area on the breast. It might be red. It might be warm. Um, you might have like a plugged milk duct. Um, a lot of times that's how it starts but with a plugged milk duct. You might feel that first. So you might have like a hard spot. Um, all that stuff is very, very common with mastitis and you might have some flu like symptoms. You might be feeling kind of like, ugh, you might, if you do spike a fever that's over 101 which is, I actually wrote down what it was in Celsius because not everybody goes by our little thing here. Mm, oh, smart.
0: 38.4
1: degrees. Isn't it
0: funny how like... Not like, degrees, Celsius. Like like translating, sometimes translating like euros to dollars, I can kind of just do an about in my head or, or like kilometers and miles I can do an about in my head. You come over to Celsius and Fahrenheit, man, I don't, it's like, I'm like, I have no idea. I know that I know, it's totally freezing different. at zero or something. Yeah. But then I'm like, I don't know how we go. Anyway, that's a very side. We were just having this conversation yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And when I was in Vancouver
1: last week, everything's in Celsius. Yeah. So it was like,
0: yeah. It's you know, like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> and everybody was talking about the weather because it was getting freezing. So everybody's yeah. like, it, I know, it and I. Like, because I lived in Amsterdam, I have so many friends just like around the world, and we'll be talking, and I'm just like, oh my god, it was like 110 here, and they're just like, what? Yeah, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, so I'm like, so I don't different. know. <laughs> Never mind. It was really I hot. I don't know. I'm
1: just- <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if you get a fever of 104 or 101, not 104, that's really high. Over 101. <laughs> or 38.4 that is when you should get to the point where you should you know call your doctor but there's a lot of things that we can do before that so the reasons for mastitis so this is this is where we get into prevention of it because if we know what can cause it then we can kind of prevent it and one of the biggest reasons for mastitis is oversupply So, that is like you've got too much milk, hyperlactation. We've got too much milk, and that can cause inflammation because it's just too much stuff plugging up, too much milk plugging up the breast. So, that is like pumping too soon, pumping too frequently, um, especially in the early days where your body is just trying to figure out what it's doing. And that is one of the one of the biggest times for mastitis too is in those very early days, like not the first three days, but usually in the first couple of weeks. So if you're pumping and you're feeding and you're like, I need to, you know, because sometimes we'll hear people say, oh, I was told I need to pump to get my milk to come in, but that I kept pumping because nobody told me I shouldn't be pumping or I was told to pump because I'll never keep a milk supply with just feeding. You have to pump with, you know, if you're feeding too. You don't have to do all that. If you're feeding your baby 8 to 12 times a day, 12 to 14 times a day, whatever, you know, your baby is doing, you're feeding on demand, that should be enough to keep a milk supply. You don't need to pump on top of it. But if you have to go back to work, then you definitely need to, you know, we you need to have a little bit of milk. But you don't need to start doing that on day 1 of your baby's life. Either. Right. So waiting a few weeks before you start that is gonna make it a lot easier on your body and reduce the risk of you producing an oversupply and which will reduce the risk of mastitis as well. It's not good to have too much milk. It's really not.
0: No, I know. And everybody really wants to have no much too much milk. Because it just I think we're just we're so like we, we just automatically think we're not making enough and that we need to have just this abundance when it doesn't, what doesn't work out like that? Doesn't work No, out. it doesn't.
1: So the oversupply, but the other thing that it can lead to, that oversupply can lead to is plugged milk ducts and plugged milk ducts can lead to mastitis. So we've got oversupply and plugged milk ducts. Both of those things kind of go hand in hand. Extreme fatigue and stress. But I kind of feel like, Whoa. <laughs> right. Like that's yeah, okay. every new parent, right. extreme fatigue and stress. Like that's kind of like everybody. Um, but that is listed as a reason for mastitis missed feedings. So sometimes I will see this when people do go back to work because your body's so used to feeding you this baby for, you know, say you go back to work at three months postpartum your body is used to feeding this baby every couple hours at home. And then all of a sudden, you go to feeding the baby in the morning and in the evening and overnight and all day during the day, you're only pumping, which because you're separated. And I've seen that cause mastitis because your body is just like trying to manage the supply. And you, mm. or if all of a sudden your baby maybe sleeps a little bit longer overnight and skips a feed. Oh, yeah. That, you know, like stuff like that. Then you wake up too full with a plugged milk duct, which can lead to mastitis, like those kinds of things sometimes. And like, this is stuff you can't really control. You know, you can't control when your baby's going to decide to sleep a little bit longer. Right. You can't, you know, you can't control going back to work because those things, you know.
0: Yeah, this is what we mean by you can't control all the situations. Right. But it's also, um, it's so nice to know what to expect and like what could happen because, again, if you're not told, like, I, I'm sure that I was very well into parenting before I even heard of mastitis. You right. know, nobody was ever saying, like, oh, you know, just, like, here's what to expect. This is what kids need to learn in school. I know. Not, like, so trigonometry.
1: Whoever uses trig in the real world? I don't even I, know what it is. No,
0: I don't either. And And, like, I'm sure if you go into a job or something where you have to know that, then, like, learn it later. Like the kids are not learning like life skills and things about their bodies and things about just things that they need to function. I know it's crazy. I remember when my kids
1: were doing like sex education in school or whatever they were, whatever sex education they actually do in school. And they told me that I go, they're doing lactation or they doing doing breastfeeding. And
0: they're like, mom, no way. No. And I'm like, that's wrong because it goes together. It totally does. It's, there should yeah. be a whole class on just like birthing and breastfeeding and taking care of a baby. But we don't want to do that cuz we think that encourages people. Right. Which yeah. is so, so dumb cuz I feel like a bunch of kids would be like, "Ah! It's like the perfect way to exactly. deter them." That's the perfect deterrent is just telling them the truth. <laughs> oh god, isn't that the truth? <laughs> swear. Um weaning
1: too quickly so if you're like, okay, I'm done breastfeeding and boom, you just like stop breastfeeding. That is not the way to wean. Even though people think like, "Oh, just wean" because they think it's so simple to do. Oh
0: no, I, I yeah, I love it when people say that. Just wean. It's like, yeah, that's I that is a whole thing.
1: Yeah. Um tight restrictive clothing. Like a tight sports bra or maybe you go back to work and you start start wearing real bras with underwire. Um, things like that. Like you would carry a bag, like a crossbody bag a lot that can kind of like cause a plugged milk duct because it's pressing up against the breast and it's causing that, you know, causing inflammation. Um, sometimes baby carriers, depending on like where they're sitting. So you might have to kind of readjust that if the, you've got one that's really tight up against your breast. So tight, restrictive clothing. So you have to, really the only one I come up against a lot is like sports bras because people want to start like exercising again and which is fine to do, but you might need a different sports bra. If you're wearing the ones that you were wearing pre-pregnancy, those might be too tight and don't kind of figure, well, it's only for an hour. That could be enough time to cause some inflammation because it's too restrictive. So just kind of keep that in mind. Sleep positions, are you sleeping on your stomach and causing, you know, that pressure up against your breast, which can cause inflammation in the breast. So that, you know, those kinds of things you can control. You can control what kind of sports bra you wear. You can control your clothing. You can control your sleep positions, like those kinds of things. So just kind of like thinking about that stuff is really good ways for prevention of mastitis. We should probably take a break and then we can talk about the rest.
0: Oh, okay. All right. All right. We'll be right back. Today's episode is sponsored by Milk by Mom. For moms who know the importance of providing the very best for their babies, we're thrilled to introduce a game-changing solution. Milk by Mom is on a mission to modernize how we nourish breastfed infants, offering convenience and flexibility of formula while preserving all the goodness of breast milk. With innovative freeze drying technology, you can store and transport breast milk effortlessly without compromising its nutritional value. This movement, spearheaded by founder Tirza, is all about empowering breastfeeding moms and educating parents on the incredible benefits of breast milk. Don't miss the opportunity to provide your baby the best. Head to Milk by Mom and use code BADASS for 10% off your order. Your baby deserves the goodness of breast milk. Now with the convenience you need, embrace the future of infant nutrition and join the movement at MilkByMom.com. That's M-I-L-K-B-Y-M-O-M.com. Code badass. Today's episode is also brought to you by Simulry Breast Pumps. Simulry Breast Pumps wants you to have control of your pumping journey with a continuous focus on research and development and a team comprised of CLCs Simulry Breast pump strives to offer pumps for every lifestyle. From ultra-tiny pumps as small as a sticky note to fully adjustable pumps with 85 combination settings, you're in control of your pumping journey. With resources like virtual breast shield sizing consults in English and Spanish, and an exclusive Get the Right Fit program that offers a third set of breast, sh- breast shields for free, Similary gives you vital tools for a successful journey. A safe choice for everyone. All Similary pumps parts. All Similary pump parts and storage bags are phthalate and BPA free. Better yet, Similary breast pumps can be personalized with a fun pump skin decal and they are cool. We've seen them. Mm-hmm. You could see their whole pump family and the Similary skins at uh, com. That's C-I-M-I-L-R-E BreastPumps.com. And use code BADASS for 15% off of your order. And all of today's sponsors and their promo codes can be found at podcast.com on our sponsor page. And today's sponsors can be found in the show notes under this episode, wherever you're listening from. Um, Over at BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com, you'll find all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Yeah.
1: So one of the best ways to prevent mastitis is just breastfeeding regularly. You know, just going along with what your baby's doing. Don't try to schedule things. Don't try to extend. Don't try to, you know do any of that stuff. Just go with what your baby's doing. Um, I did have a, I had a consult the other day with one of our listeners and the baby's getting a little bit older now. She was just like, do I I still breastfeed every two to three hours? Does it go a little bit longer at this point? You know, it's kind of hard as your baby's getting a little older to read cues because they're doing more of like putting their hands in their mouth and, you know, looking around and all of that stuff that you originally thought that was a cue when they're two weeks old and now they're three months old and cues become a little bit harder to understand. But just feeding on demand and feeding when your baby wants to feed is the best thing to do. So just breastfeeding regularly, not skipping feeds, none of that stuff. One of the other times that we see mastitis kicking in a lot is like holiday time. And I know we just passed the holidays, but that sometimes can be a time because people are really busy so, you go longer without feeding, sometimes without thinking about it, or you've got company, or you're in somebody else's house, or you're at a party, or whatever. And like that can really wreak havoc on your feeding routine. So, sometimes we see yeah. more of mastitis during holiday times. Now, only pump how much milk you need, which sounds crazy. I know, but that is a better thing to do. So, if your baby is taking four ounces in a bottle, Only pump what they're taking. You don't need to try to pump eight ounces. We don't need to try to like break records or anything like that. (laughs) So just pump what your baby is is using, and that way we're not because the more you try to pump, the more you're risking an oversupply. So that is the the mindset behind it. But if you're just pumping what you need, and you know, really, we've talked about this before. We've talked about oversupply. We've talked about pumping. Like, what are you going to do with all that milk? You know how many people at the end of a year are like, I have all this milk. What am I supposed to do with it? I yeah, it happens what if- so much more than we think. Oh, my God. All the time, right? What are you going to do with all that milk? When people have like hundreds of ounces in the freezer and you're pumping regularly every day still because you're, you know, you're at work, so you're pumping at work. But then when you went back to work, you had 200 ounces saved. It's like, what are you gonna do with all that milk? Yeah. So trying not to get an oversupply by doing things like just pumping it as much as you need. And another thing too with that, like your baby, breastfed babies typically don't take more than four ounces by bottle, no matter how old they are. So your your breastfed baby could be nine months old. They're still gonna take four ounces by bottle. And that's because Your breast milk changes to accommodate their need and they don't need more volume. Everything they have, everything they need is in, in there. So they don't need extended amounts of volume. When you're, they're formula fed, you have to increase volume because formula doesn't change. It is what it is. Breast milk changes to accommodate your baby. So you don't have to worry about like, well, what if I'm only pumping four ounces right now? And in two months, I need to be pumping eight ounces. You don't need to be pumping eight ounces. You never need to give your baby an eight ounce bottle. That's way too much milk for a breastfed baby.
0: Yeah, so, this, all oh, of these things come along with formula. Right. Education. That is a formula thing. That is, yeah, that's what you have to do with formula. But it's not the same when you're breastfeeding. No,
1: and that can be really hard if your baby is like at a babysitter or at a daycare center because a lot of times they don't know that. They have no And they're like, why is your baby only taking four ounces of milk, blah, blah, blah. You need to send more milk. You probably don't need to send more milk. They probably just need to figure out what to do with a breastfed baby. Right. (laughs) Uh, Make sure your baby is latching well because if your baby's not latching well, they might not be feeding well, which might cause backup of milk in the breast if they're not taking as much milk as they need to take. So making sure always, it always goes back to latch, right? Like making sure your baby is latching well, is feeding well, and taking care of yourself too. Like, I know we were kind of joking about like, oh yeah, stress and fatigue. Yeah. Like who's not feeling stress and fatigue? Right. But really like when we become parents, I feel like we, our our self-care Whatever that is, I know we hate the term self-care on this podcast, but whatever that is, that's making sure you're eating, make sure you're drinking water, make sure you're, you know, sleeping when you can, like, make sure you're doing that because it is really important to keep up with yourself. Take your vitamins, take medication that you need to take. Yes. Because we forget all that stuff. Yeah. When it's, It's when we're, you know.
0: We're like, so it doesn't matter. To- just as long as I'm taking care of my baby, I can come second. It's fine. Right. It's not, though. It's exactly that whole thing of, like, put your own o- oxygen mask on first. I think about that all the time.
1: Like, putting yeah. your own oxygen mask on first. Because y- you never really think about it like that.
0: But it's like... It's, yeah, so it's sure. just such a great analogy. Because it's just perfect. And then they they even tell you that. You know, they're like... You can't help other people if you can't breathe. (laughs) Exactly.
1: And that's kind of what we're doing here. You can't help your baby if you're not in good shape. So one of the things that they say, and uh, some of this information, I mean, I kind of like this, uh, some of this information is just based on like my experiences, but some of it is some info that I did find online. And Alexia League always has really good information. And One of the things that they said, too, is like, if you get a plugged milk duct, um, if your breast is feeling sore, like inflamed and sore, take your baby, take yourself, take some snacks and some water and just lay in bed. And that is true. But we don't do that.
0: We just like... No, I think we feel too guilty to do that. Yeah. We're just like, oh, we we can't be lazy. We can't be laying around. We can't be... You know, I mean, if you have other kids, that's like it's hard. When you have that other is kids. really hard um, yeah. to do. But you know, use when you need to use all the things that you have. Use the tablets. Use the games. Use the people who are offering to help. Just mm-hmm. use everything to just yeah get what you need. Because
1: with things like mastitis, if you feel that inflammation, you feel that the heaviness and the the heat and the swelling in the breast, but it's not turned into infectious mastitis, it's just to the point where it's uncomfortable and it's painful, and you're like, "Okay, I need to do something with it, and we're gonna tell you what you do with it." But this is the time to take care of it because if you don't take care of it, if you don't like take your baby, go to bed, get some rest, take care of it, that it is gonna turn into mastitis and you're going to be more sick Yeah, and nobody wants that. So kind of putting the mask on first is better. Yeah. Um. So it's only considered infectious mastitis when your fever is over 101 or 38.4 degrees Celsius. So that is like how I was saying that earlier. So if you, all of a sudden, if you wake up with a plug milk duck or with some, you know, sore, hot, Infectious breast, not infectious, but inflamed breast. That is not mastitis to the point where you need antibiotics. That is mastitis. What you do with that, that's inflammation. And you do some ice packs and some kind of anti inflammatory medication like ibuprofen, if you can take that. Um, I know there's others out there, but that's always the first one that comes to my head is ibuprofen. So that is really. Can sometimes that's all you need to do. If you're doing ice, ibuprofen, ice, ibuprofen on that breast and within 24 to 48 hours, you're feeling worse and your fever goes up to over 101, Mm. then it's infectious mastitis that you need to get antibiotics for. You don't need to jump to the, jump the gun and go, Oh my gosh, my breast is inflamed. I've got a plugged milk duct. You call your OB because they're just going to give you antibiotics right away. And if you don't need them, that can actually lead to more mastitis in the future. The more antibiotics you take, the more resistant your body becomes to bacteria. So
0: so you want to
1: not take antibiotics if you don't have to. And what they do a lot of times from what I see and from, from my experience too, I mean, and this is going back, I mean, Nathan's 23 and I had mastitis when he was a couple months old. I called the doctor and they said, okay, we'll just call you in antibiotics. They don't ask to see you. They don't ask to like, you know, every once in a while, like the doctors that I work with at my office, they're really good. They'll have you come in and they'll like inspect it and, you know, do it a whole, like making sure that that's really what's going on kind of thing. They're really, really good about it. They just don't go, oh yeah, we'll just give you some antibiotics over the phone. Like nobody bothers to take a look at you. To see, is this really what's going on?
0: Yeah. And why? It's so funny because like, because with other things, it's like pulling teeth. It's like you're trying to like advocate for yourself and they're like, no, 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 whatever. Just get over it. And then other (laughs) times it's like, oh, okay, here, just have the medication. It's like, yeah. can we just listen to the patient, please? It's crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah. But
1: recurring mastitis. Now, that is recurring mastitis if it's happening like over and over again, or you got it, it went away, you recovered, and three weeks later you get it again. Like, what's going on there? Why? Because that shouldn't be happening. It should not be happening. So, some reasons for that is there might be too much antibiotics. So, But we got to go back to things like even like the birth of the baby. Did they give you antibiotics for strep B? Did did you have a C-section and they gave you antibiotics? Those things can also lead to your body becoming too resistant to antibiotics and too resistant to bacteria. So it could be the antibiotic that they gave you for the previous mastitis that might have been, maybe it's not working, right? Maybe it worked just enough to kind of take some of the symptoms away, but it didn't work to really kill the infection. Yeah. So, because your body is becoming more resistant, it could be, or could be that it just wasn't the right kind of antibiotic. So now you've got another round of mastitis. Could be you didn't take it all. That used to be my MO. I used to be like, I feel fine now. (laughs) Four days in. (laughs) Yeah. Stop taking it. Yeah. Like, this is like, yeah.
0: That's such a common thing.
1: It is very common because who wants to take all those antibiotics? You know, you just, you're kind of like, I feel better. It must be gone. Right, Mm -hmm. And then you don't take it because they give you like this really, sometimes they give you this. I talked to a mom the other day, taking this really strong antibiotic for like 10 days and it wreaks havoc on your stomach and like, ugh, it's just, there's terrible. So if you don't want to take them and some people really don't want to take them and you, so you take it until it's like, okay, I feel a little bit better. But you have to take the whole thing. So you have to take it or else it could come back. So make sure you're taking the whole if you need if it's truly infectious mastitis you didn't get better after 24 to 48 hours of just ice and ibuprofen and even if that plug is still there after 24 to 48 hours say you've got a plugged milk duct even if that's still there but you're still not but you still feel okay you're not spiking a fever you're not getting those horrible flu symptoms that doesn't mean you go to antibiotics at that point it just means you have a little bit of a stubborn You know, a little bit of stubborn inflammation. Keep working on it. Do not massage the breast because that can make it worse. Do not massage. No, heat does not help it. It's It's like opposite of
0: everything that we've ever said.
1: It is totally opposite of everything we've ever said because it's inflammation. I've said that probably that word, like if you're playing any drinking game, I've said inflammation (laughs) probably 18 times today on this podcast. But get your little shot glasses
0: of coffee and I know. Yeah, really. Yeah. Every time Diane says inflammation, whatever. I don't care. Who cares? Um, But that really is
1: what it is it's inflammation. We don't put heat on inflammation and we don't massage it vigorously. And let me clarify that will make it worse.
0: Yeah, I just want to clarify that it wasn't just Diane and I that were like saying massage it and put heat on it. Like those were like official recommendations. Oh, yeah. People still say that. Yeah. And then, you know, we, we, the entire field got better information and updated. That's how quickly information changes in this field. Yeah. And then you have your mom who was a parent like... 40 years ago telling you all the things that you're doing wrong because of how it was done when she was uh, doing it. Right. And it's like, he, 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 there's not a single yeah. piece of advice that's the same from 40 years ago. No. Stop telling not me all. to like do these dumb things. But you definitely need
1: to keep breastfeeding through mastitis. Don't let, and I think everybody knows that now, but I'm just putting that out there because they used to say not to. Um. And I disliked breastfeeding so much in the beginning that I was hoping when I got mastitis, I was hoping they would tell me I couldn't breastfeed. <laughs> but oh, they were no. like, "I know, I was not a fan the first couple of months. I really Aww. was not a fan of breastfeeding. It took a little while for me to like get into it." Yeah. Um. Whereas some people are like, "Oh, I love it!" Like from the very beginning. Well, yeah, sometimes not from the, the very beginning, but it, you know. but some it does take me. It did take me a while. So yeah. if you're kind of on that boat where you're kind of like, ugh but um they do you know it used to be that they would say not to breastfeed but you do have to keep breastfeeding so make sure you're breastfeeding but don't like pump extra don't try to empty the breast because all that's going to do is cause more inflammation and more oversupply so talk to a lactation consultant if you have an oversupply especially if that's what's causing mastitis and plugged milk ducts for you talk to a lactation consultant about getting that l- milk supply under control because that's probably what's going on it's an oversupply thing and
0: that's it sweet yeah thanks for listening everybody thank you we'll see you next time bye